No, it's it's a separate one. Um, it's it's a totally different um, aspect of of the human rights protection system. So the council is really the intergovernmental mm-hmm. part, and then there is these uh, nine core human rights treaties that have all created a monitoring body, and there is a separate uh, branch that uh, the treaty bodies branch that uh, supports these mechanisms. And one section of it deals with these individual communication, and that's where, where I am I am working with uh, with my team. So um, perhaps perhaps I can set, situate the whole the whole procedures um, historically how how it how it evolved and how it how it was created. So it was really I mean we we all know it was the horrors of the of the Second World War that. that kind of united the international community behind this um, objective to better protect human rights. And as we are about to commemorate the Human Rights Day, 10th of December, that marks really the adoption of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And at the very same time already, states had also agreed they would establish or draft um, legally binding documents, human rights treaties, and, and this is the foundation, so to say, of this um, human rights treaty body system and of the human rights protection system overall. And in that aspect, most of the treaties provide the individuals the, the opportunity to seize an international instance directly, so without the interposition of, of their state, and to claim their human rights. So that's still quite quite groundbreaking that they have this um, this direct avenue to... Um, to the UN or to international bodies to claim their rights. And I think it's also really an expression of, of the spirit of the charter that starts with uh, we the people. So um, it's really the people that we serve and they come to us to, to, claim, to claim their human rights. And there is an, an additional treaty that would really specify these procedures uh, to allow individuals to claim their rights. For others, this is already included in the treaties themselves and requires a state to, to accept this particular aspect of a treaty for an individual to be able to come to the committees and, and claim the rights. And there is one, one procedure that is not yet into force on the, from the, uh, of the Committee on, on Migrant Workers, that we are waiting uh, to have enough um, ratification and, and declaration so that this uh, part of the procedure will also be uh, coming to life. Now we um, currently we receive we receive thousands and and of course it's um it's a it's it's progressing. So the more treaties we have, the more applications we get, and and also the the better known the system the system is, uh, the more the more um, claims we receive. Um, in our section, we receive uh, some 3,500 around that uh, per year that are really concrete individual communications um, that we need to analyze and to process and, and then present to the committees to see whether or not uh, they would like to register them as cases. And about 10% of it becomes really cases that are registered in our system and become part of the, of the case stock. Um, of course, we have at OHHR, we have field presences and, and colleagues that work directly with other parts of the UN in the field, and they do some outreach, of course, uh, for us. We as a section, we try to, to train lawyers um, on the specific procedures or authorities in countries, 
and and to do that outreach uh, through that. Um, it's also true that we receive a lot of um, of communication through NGOs or or councils that that have already very specific knowledge of, of the procedures, but there is also individuals, including prisoners, that, that write to us directly from uh, from their countries and try to seize us. And I think in some countries, it's even word of mouth that um, that they know about about the procedures and that they uh, submit their submit their claims. Of course, there is uh, the bigger NGOs who provide a lot of assistance also to victims. And um, it's true that for victims, the procedures are not, we are not courts. I mean, there's different committees dealing with these uh, with these complaints, but there is a quasi-judicial procedure. So it, there are certain requirements that you need to fulfill. So it, it's a victim that is represented by counsel or by an organization has much stands much better chances obviously to present the claims in the in the right format and but if if that's not the case we are there of course as well um to see or wh whether or not the case is is substantiated before presenting it to the to the committees But on a, on a calendar on a calendar year basis, we received uh, about 3,500. Out of those, so far we've registered close to 300 have become really cases and have been added to our case stock. And then there is a separate procedure that we are also dealing with, and that is called the urgent actions under the Committee on Enforced Disappearances. So it's it's essentially people, family members, relatives. Uh, who write because a person has disappeared and they would want to locate that person. And for that, we received um, 186, I think, this year. And um, yeah, and then we, we we follow up with the authorities to see uh, whether we can receive any information on the whereabouts of, of the particular person. Uh, this convention on enforced disappearance is very specific. So it's about when the convention enters into force. So it is not sort of retroactive and it's one of the very, very young and very recent conventions. But for other conventions, it, it depends on whether you can establish this link and say that this violation has been ongoing. It will very much depend on the, on the specifics of a, of a case. Well, well, as you can imagine, I mean, one of our our big challenges, of course, is is the the huge volume that we that we deal with and and the small team that we that we have. So so far, we are very paper based procedure, and and gradually, I think we need to we need to shift to a more digital approach. We need to have more digital case management systems, and I mean. We we have that vision of becoming a, a fully digital procedure, but there is a long way to go until we get there. But I think that's 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 how we see it. As the procedures become better known, we will receive even more cases. So um, we will always kind of be behind um, of what we are supposed to to process. And uh, and you know, if the delays are too long, it's really um, it's just as delayed. It's, it's just as denied as well. So we have a certain obligation towards towards the victims to ensure that this is being treated effectively and, and timely. Mm -hmm.